Welcome to Thousand Generations Podcast, hosted by Dan and Chad Bohai, a father and son duo committed to pursuing God's dream and desire of faithfulness to Jesus and living to see the gospel of his kingdom pass from one generation to the next, to a thousand generations. Thank you for joining us on our journey as we hope to encourage you on yours. Well, we're here, episode five of um, season number two, Thousand Generations, and we decided to do one more episode unpacking hindrances to healing, only this time it's going to be a summary of all 12, so that if people are new to this podcast, A, it might wet their palate, spiritual palate to want to go back and to listen to all of them, dipping back into season one here into season two, but B... This is just going to be a great refresher to hear these 12 different things. Obviously, they're not 12 separate things. They really do build and feed and into each other. But I just think it's going to be super helpful where Dad's just going to help unpack some of these uh, hindrances, not unpack, but summarize all 12. We'll make a few comments. And then I think it's a great chance to pray, Dad, for just an impartation Um like Paul wrote about in Romans 1, just an impartation to believe that we, we serve a God who raised the dead, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what if a whole host, what if an army of people were released or inspired and encouraged and equipped from this little mini teaching series that we've been walking through to believe that on the other end of the prayer of faith and the declaration of faith, there's a God who's ready to back it up with power, with heaven's resources. And so let's just go through these, 1 through 12, and make a few comments. We might volley back and forth, but just as a summary episode of all 12. Go ahead, take us there. Thank you, son, and welcome, everybody, to Thousand Generations. We love doing this together. Yeah. Um, this is like a highlight to me. But anyway, I won't be able to go into detail on all 12, but I will briefly touch on them. What inspired this was this. Hmm. Um, we believe, according to Acts 10.38, that Jesus went around doing good, and healing everybody hmm. that was oppressed of the devil because he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power and God was with God him. God was with him. So we believe that. We believe yes. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus is the same yesterday, yesterday, today, and forever. And so what he did 2,000 years ago in his own fleshly body, he wants to do the same things through his body of Christ now. And then one of our favorites is 1 John 3, 8. I want to say this one. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Yes. So this we, we believe this deep. Yeah. yeah. And the works of the devil are everything that sin has produced. Depression, anxiety, demonized oppression, uh, shame, fear, lust, sickness, disease. Everything that sin has produced is the works of the devil. Yes. The only thing we've produced is what we've done willfully, which needs to be forgiven, our sins. Yes. We didn't produce our carnal nature. We didn't produce our... Uh, you know, discouraged mind. We didn't produce the demonic realm and we didn't produce sickness. That's mm. all what the devil produced. Yes. And Jesus wants that destroyed and now we're his body. So yes. what inspired me to write these hindrances out some months back was, you know, in my ministry, we've had tens of thousands of people testify to being healed, but I've had as many people not healed as I've seen healed. Mm. And so I've always wondered wow. what in the world's going on Everybody that came to Jesus for healing, he healed them. Yes. Not everybody that's come to me for healing, I've healed them. Hmm. And so 
I said, okay, God, what's going on? And he goes, there's hindrances to healing. Hmm. I haven't changed. And so that's why I wrote them down. And so hmm. let's just go through them. Number one, uh, hindrance to healing is when our minds are tethered or attached to discouragement or disappointment. Hmm. We prayed for somebody, they didn't get healed. We prayed for somebody and they died. And we get discouraged and we get disappointed. And most of the time we live in discouragement by looking at how long we had to wait and how long it hasn't happened. And we look back instead of keeping our eyes fixed forward because if our vision is on Jesus, we actually start believing it happened any moment. When our eyes are on the discouragement, it just believes, it, it breeds unbelief. That's and so good. number one was discouragement and disappointment. Number two, hindrances to healing was bad theology. Mm-hmm. And that's where people don't believe that the sacrifice of Jesus covered healing of our sicknesses and diseases and like it does sin. forgiving us of our sins. Amen. And we went through all the verses in the Bible where you can't separate the two. Mm. And, I, and I can say Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, James 5, 15 and 16, Galatians 3, 13, Romans 1, 16, Psalms 103, 2 and 3, Jeremiah 30, 17, Jeremiah 33, 6 through 8, to paraphrase on all these would be every time forgiveness is mentioned, healing's mentioned on the same line. Hmm. Every time healing's mentioned, forgiveness is mentioned on the same line. The blood of Jesus didn't just pay for our spirits to be able to go to heaven someday. It purchased the deliverance of our mind and the healing of our body, yes. and we can't separate it. So Amen. bad theology is a hindrance to healing because it makes it impossible to pray a prayer of faith if we don't believe God's sacrifice covered it. Yes. Number three hindrance to healing is trying to operate in ministry without the anointing. Hmm. And you brought this up so well when we went sure. through it some weeks ago, is to live in the anointing means you live in intimacy with the anointed one. Yes. You just fellowship with Jesus. You fellowship with the Spirit. You keep trying to grow more closer to the anointing instead of doing it on your own power. And to walk in the anointing means you live obedient to the Word, and you live prayed up, and you don't try to do it by the flesh, but you do it by the power of the Spirit, obviously. And then number four, hindrance to healing, Hmm. was when we allow sensual revelation to be a greater value to us than spiritual revelation. Hmm. When we say, I'll I'll believe it when I see it, that's why nobody ever sees it. Hmm. That's to be carnally minded. And most of the church is way more aware of what's going on in their physical body and their emotions than their spirit. Hmm. If we ask people how you're feeling, oh, my back hurts. How, how, how's your emotions? Oh, I'm a little afraid. We're very in tune yes. with the carnal, fleshly, hmm. soulish realm. We're not very hmm. in tune with the spirit realm. Yes. And the spirit part of us is one with God, has no issues. Hmm. And so if we would learn to operate by the spirit, it would be way easier to receive faith that receives healing. Okay, so allowing sense to overcome spiritual revelation. Number five, hindrances to healing, is unbelief and little faith. Hmm. And we unpack the stories of the man who had the the demonized little boy Mm -hmm. who had epilepsy. I believe, help my unbelief. And he said, I believe, help my unbelief. And the disciples were chastised by not being able to do it when Jesus says, oh, unbelieving, perverse, wicked generation. Hmm. Operating in unbelief angers Jesus. Hmm because it's the one thing that blocks all the power of the kingdom from manifesting. Mm. And so unbelief is a great hindrance to healing. And then number six, the waiting 
or the delay between the prayer of faith and the manifestation of what you prayed for. Hmm. We, we unpacked Genesis 8.22, seed, time, and harvest. Hmm. We know the seed never goes bad, and we know it will produce a harvest if we don't grow weary in well-doing, Galatians 6.9. Hmm. But most of the time, we get discouraged in the time. We don't know how long the time is. Or the Mark 11.24, whatever you pray and ask, believing that you'll receive it, it will be granted to you. Our part is to believe now in real time. Granted to you is God's part, but there's a time frame. We don't know how long it takes. Mm. So people lose faith in the delay. People look to me all the time because I need a new hip, and they say, why don't you go get a surgery? Why don't you do that? And I would go get a surgery this week if the Holy Spirit would say it's okay, but he told me a year and a half ago, believe me for a creative miracle. Mm. So until he changes that, I can't listen to people. Mm. Now, most people would get discouraged in the delay and want to give up. Mm. To me, the delay means I'm that much closer Mm. to the miracle. Mm. So I let it work a reverse effect where it doesn't make me grow weary in well-doing, but it makes me more excited because that means I'm closer to what the Word said to believe for. So anyway, unbelief and waiting are great hindrances to, to healing. And then, number seven, we discussed unanswered questions. Yes. And we, we talked about Zechariah, we talked about Abraham, we talked about Mary, the mother of Jesus, we talked about the, the leprous guy in Mark chapter 1. Here was the conclusion of number seven, unanswered questions. Unanswered questions are where our faith always stops. And if we'll come to Jesus for the answer, what we hear him say always makes the faith come again. Mm. If we go to the world, what they say will just create more questions. And more questions create more unbelief. Hmm. But if you go to Jesus for the answer, what he says always brings faith. Hmm. And so unanswered questions was number seven. Number eight was unconfessed sins. Yes. And we talked about the seared conscience, not having a clear conscience. We, obviously, a lost person can receive healing without even knowing they need to be confessing sin. But I'm talking about people in the church. If the Holy Spirit convicts you of something, confess it. And the verse was James 5, 16. Mm-hmm. After you confess your sins, you can pray for each other yes. and get healed. Yes. So we need faith that's, that's a conscience is clear so that our faith can be sincere. Mm-hmm. So unconfessed sin. Number nine was fear. Mm-hmm. I love this episode when we went yep. through this one. It was the story of Jairus, and Jesus was heading to his house, and he got delayed because the woman got healed mm-hmm. of the issue of blood. And the, and, the, and the associates of Jairus came up and said, don't bother the teacher, it's too late, your right. daughter's dead. And Jesus immediately cried out and said, don't be afraid, keep, keep on believing. believing. Yes, Fear is the opposite of faith and love. Hmm. Fear and unbelief and doubt are the opposite of faith and love. Faith comes by hearing the word, fear comes by hearing every other word. So good. Love, love casts out all fear, fear produces unbelief. And so if we can keep hearing the word, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, mm. keep listening to the word, we'll have faith that overcomes fear. We'll have faith that overcomes unbelief. That's good. And so we got to where fear was a hindrance. And so we need to overcome fear with the word of God. Okay, number 10. I love this episode. We have to keep hearing the word. We talked about the power of our confession, mm-hmm. that the word's in our mouth. We need to say it out loud so it plants in our heart, and our heart automatically produces what we put in it. Mm. Now, if we say one thing when we're alone, I'll never get healed, and another thing in public, oh, I believe in miracles, 
our hearts deceived because hmm. God created our born again heart to produce whatever we plant in it. Yes. So we need to be saying the word of God continually over our heart until our heart actually believes it. And then our heart starts speaking out of the overflow of the heart, which is words of faith and not just words of discipline. Hmm. So we have to do the work of faith until it bursts the power of faith. Okay. Yes. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. First John 5, 4. Okay. And then number 11 hindrances to healing, self-hatred and shame. Hmm. And we brought out the woman caught in the act of adultery in John 8, Jesus didn't condemn her, and the woman who'd been married five times living with a man in yes. John 5, John Jesus 4. didn't yep. John 4, Jesus didn't condemn him. Hmm. And so Jesus doesn't condemn us if we come to him. So we don't need to condemn ourselves and hmm. live in shame and hate ourselves. We can't love our neighbor as ourselves unless we love ourselves. Hmm. We can't give away what we don't first possess. Yes. So we need to receive freely our healing so we can freely give it. Yes. Okay, so that was number 11, self-hatred and shame. And then number 12, having a victim mentality or an orphan spirit. I just don't measure up. I'm just a victim. Mm -hmm. And we kind of went to that story in John 5, the man laying there at the pool of Bethesda for 38 yes. year, years. And Jesus says to him, pick up your own mat. Mm -hmm. Do something for yourself. Stop being a victim. I'm here now. Hmm. obey my word. Hmm. And what Jesus actually said to the man let down through the roof by the four guys who cut the hole in the roof, he, he knew he was paralyzed, but he spoke to the moment that started hmm. the paralyzation when he said, son, son. Yeah. I've forgiven your sins. I don't condemn you hmm. for, for that. I, don't for, hmm. I accept you. And so if Jesus forgives us, if hmm. Jesus accepts us, we don't need to operate like victims no matter what's happened to us. Mm. We can believe the word of God over anybody who's abused us, mm. over anybody who's been unfair or unjust to us. We don't have to have an ungodly view of our Heavenly Father and how much He loves us. Yes. And all of these 12 things, I know it's going to seem redundant, all go back to are we going to live by the word of God or by the word of anybody else? That's it. And so we have to develop a love, a hunger, a thirst for the Word of God in these days, Chad. There's, there's a great falling away coming mm. because they didn't love the truth. That's it. And we have to love the truth, and God's Word is truth, and God is truth. And the written Word always takes us to the living Word, and the living Word always takes us back to the written Word, and the written Word always takes us back to the living Word. And so all these 12 hindrances to healings are solved if we will go to the Word and live and obey and do what the word says and not what the world says. Hmm. That's the review in general. What a review. And if you're listening and you're like, gosh, I wish I could go deeper in those, then that's why we have all those previous episodes. So go deeper. I love how you landed the plane on that. It basically boils down to 12 just helps us unpack and have fun and stretch our, our, our biblical thinking and understanding, but what does the Word say and will you believe it, no matter the cost or consequence? What voice are you listening to? What words carry the most weight in your mind and your spiritual imagination of what you view through the realm of the possible or probable or the impossible? And so I love, and I love you just reference Second uh, Thessalonians 2, they perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. And these are people who are even seeing power and wonders that are intriguing. And, and 
we've got to learn to love the truth and not move from it, not dilute it, not water it down, not try to erase it. And I love this. We've talked about this over the years as a father and son is where we lower our theology to match our current level of faith and experience. And before we know it, we're no better than the Exodus 32 Israelites who are just shaping a God in their own image. And we can't afford to do that. We, we want Jesus to be Jesus, who's the same yesterday, today, and forever, who went around doing good and healing all, right? Because he was anointed of the Spirit, and his Father was always with him. Mm. And Jesus, I love, in, in, in Matthew 1, he's, he's prophetically given the name Emmanuel, God with us. And I love that Matthew ends his gospel, as you know, in Matthew 28, 20, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And so if the secret sauce of walking in healing, walking in victorious Christian life, walking as, a, a, as those who are continuing in the ongoing ministry of Jesus is being a person who hosts and is filled with and lets the presence of Jesus flow, then there's no greater thing to do than to fill our, our minds and our hearts with His truth and His Word so that His tw- truth can again be made flesh in us and His ministry can can flow through us with an ease because we're just saying yes and amen. Like you mentioned, I love Second Chronicles, Second Corinthians 1, that all the promises are yes and amen, but it brings glory to God when we say amen, when we agree uh, with what, he, what, what he's saying. And so I think it'd be really cool, Dad, if you just prayed, because let's be honest, everyone can pray for the sick, everyone can minister, every, every person can serve, every person can share the faith, every person. But there are fathers and mothers in the faith who've walked farther than, than all of us, who can impart and exhort and encourage. And there is such a thing as impartation, where you just, what you carry by the Spirit, you, you would impart um, just over those who would be like, gosh, I want to see more miracles. I want to see God do things that He said at greater works than these. Like, I'm not seeing that. Would you just pray over us that God would impart um, just a, a, really that Matthew 18, that we would, all of us watching, listening, would pursue greatness in the kingdom, which is becoming like a child who knows their father, who loves their father, and who believes their father will do what he said he'll do. So why don't you just pray over us? So Father, I thank you. I thank you for Psalms 89, 34 that says your word is your bond and you can't break it. Your word is who you are. I thank you in Psalms 138 that you magnify your word as high as your name. And I thank you in Hebrews 1.3 that you uphold the whole world by the word of your power. And I thank you that your word is in our mouth, waiting for us to say it and believe it enough to live it. I thank you that Mm. your word says by your stripes we were healed. And your word says I want you to go heal the sick and raise the dead. I thank you that your word says lay hands on the sick and they will recover I just thank you for your word, and you can't lie, Hebrews 6, 18. Your word can't return void, Isaiah 55, 11, if it mm. becomes our word. Mm. So, Lord, I pray an impartation of your word become flesh and dwell among us again and again and again. And when we speak, it releases the spirit, and yes. the spirit releases the life and the healing and the deliverance that your word produces. So, Lord, I pray right now for an impartation for every man, woman, boy, and girl that wants Mm -hmm. to walk in the power and the ministry of Jesus, that we would believe the Word of God over every other word and circumstance. Yes. 
Lord, every circumstance is a reality, but your word is truth. There's some truth to every scenario, but your word is truth. And so I pray an impartation Mm -hmm. that people would go back to the word being the foundation that they stand on and they don't leave the word. They act on it. They declare it. They believe it. They live it until it becomes their reality. Come on. I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Man, I just believe that people are going to be surprised as they begin to just take steps of faith and Amen. believe that Jesus is who he says he is. Amen. Amen. So that's going to wrap up this uh, part of season two of Hindrances to Healing. We're super excited for the next block of conversations. So be sure and check those out. We'll see you guys next time.